Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, the legends! Just back to myself this week. Scoop is a busy man with work now, so we're getting him every second week, probably, and especially those times when Friday is our startup game round there. So, start a game for the round there, anyway. So, Philip Sami is going to kick things off. Uh, strangely enough, our wing fullback centre dual man. Unfortunately, lots of issues in the centre at the moment. Jack Bird, Dane Gagai, we have Reese Walsh out, Connolly Lamuelu having some issues with scoring and getting minutes on the park, being on the bench. So I think a lot of people will be looking at a centre this week and we want to kick off with some of the options there as well. There's not a lot of them, obviously, but uh, yeah, we are going to go through all of them there. You can see all the tabs at the top of the screen. There's plenty of them. And yeah, I suppose this week it's it's trying to get a solid 17 on the park. You know, majority of teams won't have loopers. You might have an 18th man, which is a cheapie that you're not super excited about. Obviously, trying to get yourself to a 12 or a 13 in round 19 is going to be best. But looking at round 20 and where your team is at, based on the, you know, do you have two edges that are going to be out in round 20? Do you have two mids that are going to be out in round 20? It's probably the big one with with Horsburgh and, and these types of players there. Good chance that, you know, I say Horsburgh and DeBellin, that's a, a very easy one. Horsburgh and Tarpany, these types of players there. And most of them are keepers, so you don't really want to trade them out of your side either. Uh, looking at Horsburgh likely to be playing Origin, I'd imagine, with Flegler definitely out of Origin. So keep in mind that he's probably going to be out in round 19. I'd say he's going to be a hold heading into round 19 and 20 because of the incredible scoring that he possesses. If we do happen to get an injury out of him in Origin, then obviously we can trade in round 20 anyway before his buy. So... Yeah, mids is probably a section you want to look at ready for next week. I know a lot of people kind of have overloaded because they grabbed a couple in, you know, for round 16 there. And and that buy round when, you know, mids was a bit of an issue. There was a lot of guys on buy and then, you know, people bought some. They also have a lot of edges in, in Preston and IPAP and Bateman and these types of guys. So, yeah, just having a look at those two sections is going to be the big one. I think wing fullback isn't too difficult. Obviously, finding a third wing fullback is going to be ideal. Guys like Blake Taff. Uh, Phil Sami, these types of guys there. Brimson, you know, is he likely to play Origin? Is it going to be Kalen Ponga? Is he going to be out in round 19 and then has a, a potential injury risk? 
these are all the questions you need to ask heading into this week and then obviously round 19 as well. So let's start with, with Phil Sami and, and his wing average overall in his career is 33. So nothing special there, but his consistency that he showed since really round four, he had the, the 12 in, in round three there. That was this year. I've just changed it to winger scores here. Uh, but then 58, 78, you know, 28 being his lowest since then. Then a 33 on the weekend. He has been scoring a fair few tries. So he has six tries in his last eight games. So, you know, a couple of them there. There's a 28 with a try, 40 with a try. They're 34 and a 42 with a try. So, look, it's okay. He has no buys left. That's a tick. Break-evens at 47. It's not ridiculously uh, ridiculously high there. But, um, yeah, for a guy that's dual position, no buys there. 526K, not breaking the bank on grabbing him in. He'll definitely do a job, but how good of a job will it be? That is the the issue that, that's kind of you, you're going to have to pose uh, and the question you have to pose to yourself there, unfortunately. Let's go to Sifat Talakai there at 5.43. He has a very, very high break even, so that kind of puts a little bit of a, a cross through his name already because the likelihood of making money on him isn't very high. But, you know, 31, 24, his last two, 33 before that, uh, with a couple of good scores there previous to that, 47, 63. And 56, we know the kind of run that he can go on. And the reason I wanted, why I wanted to talk about the Sharks, guys, is that they have St. George, the Dragons this week, heading into the Tigers as well. And obviously, they have no buyers either. So you have Talakai, you have Jesse Raymond there, both as potential options. Raymond is the cheaper of the two at 468, uh, but has very much a, a more of an up and down type of you know ability to score here. It's 70 and a 63 around four and five, then... Just an absolute screw of low scores, 28, 15, 24, 21, before, you know, 51, 36, 50, and then 17 and 33 with a run, runaway try on the weekend. But again, if there's anyone that could do it, I think it's Ramey at 468 because he has the pedigree over a long period of time where he's, he's hit a 40, you know, just over 40 average. He still is averaging 37 for the year, so definitely a down year. And the Sharkies have been kind of on and off especially against the better teams. But you look at their run coming up. It, it is Dragons, Tigers, Warriors being a good side, obviously, but Manly as well before they hit the Penrith Rabbitohs kind of run there. So the next four weeks, especially the next two, not going to be the, the worst possible you know, option in your side at a, at a fairly cheap price. So either of those two, they're going to be okay, but they're not going to be super exciting, uh, to be honest with you. Another one that's very, very high on the break-even side, and that's Matt Timoko, unfortunately, a 59 break-even. The 506K is much lower than he was. Uh, not so long ago, he got all the way up to 650k after round 12. Sorry, after round 11, there heading into round 12. And yeah, what are you really looking at there, guys? It's just a, 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 again a screw of really low scores until you know he got back to some kind of some type of consistency here with a 40, 42. Um, yeah, sorry, 47, 40, and a 42 in his last three. He only had the two low scores. The, the Raiders didn't play particularly well there. He had a lot of missed tackles in those games, a seven and a four. Uh, he had a four after that as well, but he did clean that up the last two weeks, only missing one in his last two games, which is good. But uh, yeah, one try last week, picked him up a solid score, but he had a you know, four weeks there with, with nothing uh, and no tries this either. So really, yeah, you could definitely look to get him back to some decent scoring. And look, if, if you're just needing a center only, he does miss round 20, but the next two games are, are pretty tidy, to be honest with you there, with the Titans in this one coming up and then the Dragons from there. They have the buy, but then they go to Warriors, Knights, and the Tigers. So overall, pretty solid kind of you know selection of games. The higher break even, yes, but uh, yeah, at five hundred six k, is a little bit cheaper than the other the other couple, apart from Ramian. And if you have the ability to trade, you know maybe one or two of those guys that you're looking at in round twenty. Once we get the extra trades, he could be one of those guys that you look to move on 
uh, in that week, obviously, uh, would be a bit weird to have him in for two weeks. But if it happened to be that way, and you know he did that little job for you, and you don't need another centre from there, then he could be one of those guys. Or you know, if there's an injury or something happens to Debellin or um, you know those type of guys there. Personally, I have Taff in my side. So it's going to be hard. To, you know, do I end up trading him if he, after he makes a little bit more cash to another cash down after he makes 100k or something? That could be cool. But uh, yeah, Tomoko definitely an okay option heading into this week. Okay, let's go to Balance Safari. He's probably the most likely guy that many people will select in the center position. He has a dual position. The main issue that he has with his jumper is that it may go back to Branko League. There's still no sign of Branko. An old physio says there's no information on his injury. He does think it is a high ankle sprain. The, the mechanism, the way that it happened to him looks like a high ankle, high ankle sprain. They haven't said anything on it. He's had a lot of injuries, a lot of issues there. Obviously, he had that. He's had the hammy stuff. There's, there's plenty going on with Branko. He's not in any reserves. So, really, the hope and, and you're praying that he does get named for round 19 there. And potentially, myself, could be looking at a Lemuelu trade down to Tafari to, to be able to not lose a ridiculous amount of cash on, on Connolly. And it's going to be, help me facilitate the, the Trent Liero straight to IPAP trade. I personally wouldn't be doing that if I didn't need that extra bit of cash to get rid of Big Trent, unfortunately. And then I'm looking to, you know, to if I make that trade, I'll see what happens with Damien Cook and Origin. If he gets dropped, then I don't have to get a hooker. If he if he is in the in the Origin side, then I will need a hooker for next week. So it could just be a Brendan Hands type of combo there to get my you know, second or third kind of cash down. And then likely in around 20 or 21, I would use one more trade to get a little bit more cash out of one of these cheapies down to down to one of those guys. and Or you know, I might have three or 400 in the bank and I can do an upgrade from, from one of these guys. If they do happen to make 50 or 100K or something like that, you could use that as an upgrade there. But you know, very, very good signs for him. And it's a game where they got smashed against the Eels, he had zero missed tackles. And he only has four out of the, what, he's played five games, he's made, what, 52, 53, 54? Yeah, 53 tackles there uh, in those five games, and he's only missed four. So that's good news, obviously. And really, it's going to be what they want. He has, you know, air swung a few. The guy's just been too quick for him, but really with Val, not a super high break even. Obviously, coming off, he had a two back there that kind of stifled things, but if he gets another 30 or 40, which he definitely can, he has the ability to score tries, which he saw in his first game. He could definitely be a solid asset for you if he does make that in round 19 team and you know, maybe he wins that spot. I, you know, I don't think Brenko has been winning, you know, absolutely destroying the center position for him to keep that spot. So, yeah, Val gets his chance now and it could be a guy that you need to grab in your side this week. Simkin, all right, massively negative break even there for Jakey Boy. And we know with him, he has a lot of good scores in, 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 nice, you know, in nice minutes in the hooking position. He averages 38.8. The big thing with him at the moment is, you know, last week there he got the, the 47 minutes, which was good, um, but the score of the, the 52 that's involved there is really, really high for what he's scoring. So really, look at those minutes, and you're like, well, can he do that on a regular basis? The tackle numbers, you know, he's averaging 61 minutes across this time, and he hits 37 for his tackle numbers. So he got 39 last game. He had zero misses, which he's only done once in a 54-minute effort back at the end of uh, round 20, what, 2021 there. So... Really, do you expect him to be able to do that? He has three. He had three tackle breaks last week and a turnover, so a really ridiculous score. And if you are bringing Simkin in, I personally wouldn't be expecting anything more than a forty going into this one because that was a perfect game. And look, he's a bit older, means he's has he's got a little bit more experience and an ability to 
improve on his game. He definitely looks like a better player, but still, it's something that you need to be wary of. He's going to make some cash. He will play probably all the way through until round 21, you'd say, when Afi comes back. But the minutes at 47, they do obviously like um, you know, Talis there as their secondary hooker option. I think you know, splitting them seems like their best play at the moment. So you know, the, the 47 minutes there, you could easily get a 30. You could easily get a 28. There's a lot of different things there. So uh, just be aware of that with Simkin if you are looking at grabbing him in your side. But definitely a solid cash down for sure. So actually, a little bit of news we just heard that uh, potentially Carrigan... Uh, could be playing on the edge. He's been, you know, training there in that last game. Wilson was training in the opposite uh, in, in the opposition team, so he might be dropped. And Hetherington may came in, may come in for that thirteen role. So I'm not sure how that's going to affect Carrigan too much. Obviously, he'll play the full eighty, which would be good. Um, maybe he can get his first try. That would be nice. So yeah, if you own Carrigan, not an issue. But I don't think it's a, a more of a, you know, a worry on Piakura as well. Looks like he'll get that spot longer term with Jordan Ricky out. So just be aware that, you know, Bikura is a solid cash down option. He doesn't play in 19, so if you don't need someone for that, he's going to be there this week. He's going to be there in round 20 as well uh, in that edge position. If you do need some coverage in round 20 for that, then that will be cool. If you need an edge this week as well, even better. So Bikura, definitely have a look at him in your side if you need him. Sam Smith, again, another one of those guys where it sounds like I just got some further information from some guys in the YouTube comments, so thank you for that, that Trent Robinson was saying that Sammy Walker is back in full training and is likely to be returning in a couple of weeks. So the Sanders Smith experiment may be over, unfortunately, in you know after this round. So he has a bye next week in, in 19 and then likely to be out in 20 or 21 with Sammy Walker returning. You'd imagine they give you know get him back in. He has all the talent in the world. Sanders Smith had a great did a great job. So maybe he can keep some some interchange minutes, but they also have Brandon Smith returning. So Turpin, Brandon Smith, there's a lot going on there. I'm not sure Sandon keeps his spot. Uh, but yeah, he showed, he showed plenty of promise and, and a good a good one to get back in. Um, a good one to to get a couple of games under his belt for sure. So Ali's returns this week as well, so maybe he loses the goal kicking. So if you didn't grab Sandon last week, I think you have to avoid in this one at 270. Isaiah Papali'i, obviously the big dog on this list, still has a fairly high break even after his um, slightly lower scores before last two weeks, 57 and an 82, has moved back to the right side, and he looks much better on that side there. He comes up against the Cows and the Sharkies the next couple of weeks, so I think there'll be plenty of traffic run at him. You know, those guys defensively, he's got Lucy Lailua on his side, and then Teague Wilton the next two weeks, so you know, Wilton's definitely a guy that misses tackles, so that's good. Lailua, a little bit different, he's starting to get back into his work, uh, but it seemed like you know, Lailua got 170 metres last week, so I think you know, Isaiah Papali is going to get some good tackle numbers. Hopefully some continued uh, attacking numbers for Isaiah Papali with the with the line break, with the tackle breaks there, some offloads. So he's a guy that's going to be coming into my team this week. And I really, interestingly enough, works out that I will have three edges in my side if you include Hopgood and three mids, which is one too, one too many. But likely the horse was going to be in origin. So that means that I can play Hopgood up there and the two-prong attack of the um, of Isaiah Papali'i and also Bateman. Or Britt Nakora is going to be great. So look at those guys in your side there for sure. Uh, high break even for Nakora there with you know his lower score. Again, only a 42, but still has a super high break even. So pretty crazy on that front. Actually, I think that might have been after the 42. I don't know if it's updated yet. Uh, it's updated around 16. So break even still aren't correct, unfortunately. Sorry for that, uh, for all the break evens I've been mentioning. But still, like guys like um, Talakai and stuff, super high break even anyway. If we're basing it off their, their last scores, that's for sure. 
But um, 61 for him. Got a try last week. A couple of line breaks. That was against the Dogs. Uh, pretty, obviously, average team. I think he could score again against the Dragons this week. Averaging 56. He's been one of those guys. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hits like a high 40s to low 50s kind of average. Isaiah Papali'i has the pedigree more than Nakora as a better option. So personally, I would go Papali'i over Nakora, but there's no reason why you can't go for sharks uh, for, for this Sharks man in Nakora, given he uh, doesn't have a buy either. So both those guys are going to do great heading into this week. Let's go with Rajab there. He has a really interesting and cool um, dual position there with uh, Oluwapu unfortunately being out. So Oluwapu is a sell. Uh, he has, seems to have a shoulder issue. That's why he went off uh, the you know, later you know, 50 odd minutes into that game uh, a few weeks ago for them before their bye. He's still not back, so it's not great. Rajab gets a spot at six, which is cool. Uh, no Kyle Flanagan, which is interesting. Uh, but 29 for him in the 54 minutes. Tackled well for 19. Two missed tackles. Had an offload. Three tackle breaks. Ran the footy. Bit of kicking as well. Uh, so good news for him. Obviously playing next to Burton. I doubt he's going to be anything crazy special, but he's definitely an okay cash down that could hopefully play the next few weeks. But really, the worry there is, you know, at the wing fullback is pretty cool. But the worry there is that, you know, Oluapu or, or Flanagan or someone comes in at six next week and he loses that spot. But if he does play well this week, there's definitely every chance that he could keep that spot. They are up against the Knights, so it could make him look a little bit better than he may be uh, and, and, you know, keep that spot for around 19 and potentially 20 as well. Uh, it would be amazing over that next couple of weeks if you could, um, yeah, if you need a wing fullback over that time. So he's just someone to, to sneaky have, an, uh, have a look at there. Ruben Garrick, we spoke about him as a, probably a keeper now at 670. Worked out really well that he's finally got the spot in the fullback position there. Um, you know, 104 a couple of weeks ago, 19 and then 68. He's the man that's all over the shop. He had a lot of defensive uh, stats there with try savers and turnover tackles, kick defusals, which he's going to get more of at fullback, which is good. Break even at 56. You can definitely wait. Oh, it was 56, I should say. It'll be a little bit lower than that, probably around the 40-ish mark, I'd say. And, you know, come up, comes up against the Roosters this week. So if you don't need a round 19 guy, Ruben Garrick is going to be a great buy this week. I think he'll do really well in that wing fullback slot. But if you do need a 19 guy, wait until round 20 for Garrick for sure, where they play Cows, Sharkies, Dragons, Roosters from there. So a couple of tough ones, a couple of easy ones before they get Penrith uh, going on from there. But I don't think that's going to matter too much. When Garrick plays fullback, I well, actually want to show you that. That'll be really, really cool. He is absolutely dominant there. Uh, so fullback position, 80 minutes. He's got 50 average there. So definitely a wing fullback keeper, Ruben Garrick is. Okay, Jackie Bird. Wow, this is a frustrating situation for anyone who owns him, unfortunately. But uh, 650K, lost a decent amount last week, about 30-odd. High break even as well. Again, obviously, 
there, yet I had that 75 last week. It's going to be even worse, I think, probably around that 80 mark or close to it. Um, really, the, the issue with him is not scoring. It's his knee. He has, people are calling me, he has grandpa knee, which is pretty uh, sad, to be honest with you, for a guy that's so young. Uh, had plenty of ACL injuries, all the rest there. Not good at all. And yeah, I just listened to the Amateurs podcast and I was saying, yeah, probably likely he's putting a line through him until 2024. And it's hard to... It's hard not to think that, you know, is there a chance he comes back next week? Yes, but, you know, buying round 20 as well, it's, it's so frustrating. Um, yeah, if you could get him straight to a gun center, like obviously you need a center this week, you have to straight swap him. I don't think you can go down to a cheaper guy. Could you go down to Valtafari? Yeah, potentially, but that's still not great. So you can hit and hope. If you don't need a center this week, wait and, and hope that he does play 19 and he does come back okay. But not good that, you know, you have three weeks off. Had a week off, you know, he had a game, played a game. So had a week off, played a game, played had three weeks off here, and he's still not great. Um, yeah, it's not exciting at all for Jackie B at this point. And yeah, just go with my advice on that one, I think, as to which way you want to go. Now Butcher is in the extended on the extended bench this week for the Roosters, and you really hope he plays, to be honest. Otherwise, if he doesn't play, you really want to be selling him, I think, because you know, two weeks out for a guy that's you know, just under keeper status, to be honest with you. Obviously, the dual position helps. He might be a, a guy that, you know, if you need to fill 17 this week, he's that guy you need to trade out. Because if you're looking at, you are looking at the Eels players, like there's, you know, Moses who we'll speak about um, as well, having having two buyers. I'm not sure if I put him in here. I may as well talk about him now anyway, Moses. He misses the next two most likely. And if you have a lot of trades left, like you're sitting at four, five, six plus, then I think that you could trade Moses out over the next few weeks. And then, Maybe just look to get Cleary back in around 2021 kind of style. Um, and just, yeah, just use that cash that you, you've got from Moses to go to someone else that's going to score well. Could be the same here with Nat Butcher. But if he does play here, uh, that would be helpful. He does miss around 19, though, which is pretty important. But round 20 could be a week that you do need Nat. So after you again, what you want to do with him is going to be around that 50-odd, that low 50s type of scorer for sure. Cody Nicarima. The other news here is that Hammer has been trading training at centre this week. It sounds like Cody Nicarima has a high chance of playing at fullback. So do you want him at fullback? He seems to score okay there. Obviously, the bench is not good. But if you if you do need a player this week, um, in half position especially, if you have Moses out and you need Cody or something like that, there's a high chance he plays fullback. Apparently, Hammer is just carrying a little bit of a um, maybe lengthened out too much or something on the weekend. And, and they're kind of worried about his uh, meters run and, and everything like that after Origin and a, and a backing up game there. Maybe that's why they're going to play him in centre. He obviously plays centre for, for Queensland, so and, and Cody can do the job. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Just a, just some news there. But you could trade Cody if you want, for sure. He's not a keeper. He's done his job. Up to you on that one. Very similar to that of Billy Smith at 430K. He definitely has not done his job, that's for sure. After scoring so well at the start, he's got his second highest, third highest score of the year of 32 on the weekend with 19 tackles there. Solid on that front, but uh, pretty poor overall. Still no attacking stats at all since that second game. So, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, okay, first game, nothing special. Uh, yeah, pretty special. He played great. Second game, he gets all the all the love as well. Tries this line breaks, this try line breaks, tackle breaks, offloads, whatever, and then just goes nothing from there. So very sad from Billy. If you do, if you do still own him, good chance of moving him on. Yeah, Moses, as I said, just the thing with Moses, he's just scoring so well. He could definitely, I think he's definitely going to be like a a sixty low sixties point keeper. For the rest of the year and, and if you can cover him over the next few weeks i would do it if you are struggling for a player in the halves or if you need his type of cash at 879 to, to make the trade that you want this week 
then sure, you can do it as well. But uh, I'm likely going to be holding him personally and making some uh, some other moves and, and, and doing other things to be able to get enough players in the park for next week. And uh, hopefully he's back in round 20 there, backing up for his eels. And if he doesn't, that would be three weeks out and that would be very, very tough. But uh, yeah, the buy this week, I think is going to help him with his ability to back up after Origin, unless he cops any knocks there for sure. So yeah, definitely one of the, a, a strong keeper. And, and we are looking to bring in guys that, uh, you know, a good chance of, of missing obviously round 19 and, and, and uh, you know, potentially not backing up in round 20 as well in the Origin players. So, you know, Moses is going to miss a couple of games over this period too. So that's that. And that's the big thing with the Origin guys for this week. If you are bringing them in, guys, it's just something to think about that, you know, they're going to get that good score this week. Awesome. But we saw what happened last round in round 17. Likely to happen again in round 20. The Origin backup guys, you've seen Haas a couple of weeks, uh, both after in, in round 14 and round 17. Just be a little bit lower on his scoring on his minutes. Uh, while she had a bit of a shock out of this one, he played much better in round 14. But it shows like Robson, Cook, these guys all got a little, a little less minutes. And if you are trading in an Origin guy, they could get rested. They could play lesser minutes and not score great in round 20. So I plus personally would at least wait till 20, maybe 21 on your know, Origin guys and trading them in. Reese Walsh is 641. So the verdict's in. He's out for three weeks. I think that is a sell. He's going to have a super high break even coming back anywhere as well. And that wing fullback position is really tough over the next few weeks. So round 20 will be you know, will be a little bit tough as well if you have a Sloaney and these types of guys there. But um, yeah, I think Walsh is a sell, unfortunately. He's not one of the top tier keepers. He's, he's close to it. Obviously having super duper good scores over the last month or so, 57, 70, 33, 59, 71. That's all great. But three weeks is pretty tough to hold. If you do have sort of the, the four or five trades left, I think you trade him. Anything less than that, if you're sitting around two or something like that, um, then maybe you do hold, but um, obviously zero you have to hold. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but yeah, that's that there. Oluapu, we've got him as a sell, guys. Just move him on. Unfortunately, he's injured. Not good there. Lemuelu, I'm flirting with trading him to like Valtafare or something like that. This week, guys, the, the break even is going to be super high after he's 34. So he's gone, the last bunch of weeks have been 28, 38, 34. Really, really high breaking break even. Coming off the bench again. He had no missed tackles. He had no errors, no nothing last week and still picked up a 34 with a turnover tackle. Um, obviously, he had just the one tackle break, but he's yeah, apparently hurt his shoulder a bit. They strapped up his knee to keep him playing the last 15 minutes. I doubt that he moves back into the starting side anytime soon. So he may just be a sell uh, with his high break even. He's, he's probably likely going to go down to like a, a 480, 500 type of number. And for me personally, as I say, guys, this personal trades there, I'm likely to be moving him on Yes, it seems a bit sideways, but um, I would bank some cash going to like Valtafari. I'd, I'd be able to facilitate that trade to get Liero out up to an IPAP. So that's what the reason I'd do it. Otherwise, I'd probably be holding him this week just to save a trade. But uh, yeah, if that's one of the trades you use, look, yeah, I just don't think with the injuries he's carrying and whatever else, he's going to get back in that starting side unless there is injuries to, to Kenny Brom and stuff like that. So that's why I'm doing it, but you don't have to, that's for sure. Uh, Dan Gags, sounds like foot injury not great two weeks rest so they're giving him this week off they're going to give him the bye obviously and then hopefully get him back for that tigers matchup so if you did pick him up a couple of weeks ago you obviously got the good score for one and then a pretty average one last week at 31 but he's having some issues with his foot and i really praise all these outside backs or players just to be able to play through these injuries it's very impressive but two weeks out it's going to be for gags and he'll be back most likely so you can hold him for sure i'd have him as a hold more than walsh just because it is two weeks there um and a similar price for sure 
Reese Robson, hamstring tightness. So there's a little bit of a worry over him. I would really like to wait until we find out what's happening with Robson, but I don't think I'll be able to do that just because of the Storm game being before the Cowboys. So what I'm going to be looking for is the 24-hour update. Um, but it sounds like he'll be, from what Todd said, he'll be these kind of players that we manage a little bit over the next few weeks just to make sure they don't get injured. He had some hammy tightness, so... Hopefully he can get through fine. He doesn't have any tightness. He can play the full 80 because I'd like him as a scorer this week, but he's likely to be traded out next week. It just feels really wrong if I traded Robson to Simkin or something like that. So I don't think I'm going to do it this week. And if Cook doesn't make origin, then he's a hold, obviously. If Cook, sorry, if Cook makes origin, Robson doesn't score that well this week, I'll probably move on a Robson to Brennan Hands or something like that. Uh, may have to hold Cook or it could be Cook that goes out. We'll, we'll find out depending how scoring goes this week with Robbo. That's for sure because, yeah, 673 now, fairly high break even. Not a great score last week, but some decent scores around that um, when he got the 55 to 71 the two weeks before, but he's still been up and down all year. He's someone that you can definitely look at trading out eventually or as like a 16th, 17th man, backup hooker kind of style. Damien Cook will score better over the season. So if you can hold Cookie, hopefully he doesn't play Origin next week, but if he does, it's two weeks out from there, 1920. If he can hold him for the year, he's going to be the second best hooker in my opinion after Grant. So... Uh, that would be great if you can hold Damien there. But uh, yeah, up to you on that one. Definitely hold this week. Fairly hard break even, but he'll be fine for sure. Teddy, I think, is also a hold heading into this week. Really played one of his worst games in a while last week. Obviously, one of his worst for the year. He had 19 and 24 minutes. And that's uh, yeah. And then a 15 in round 11. I actually think he played worse in this one. Just obviously with the errors that he had. He didn't have any errors. Oh, he had one error, sorry, in that, in that game there. Um but yeah, just a bit of a shocker across the board. Just didn't really get involved in that one when they got smashed by the Panthers. So to score 20 against the Raiders, not very good. I expect him to bounce back for sure against Manly this week, but he may be a sell if he doesn't score great this week. If he does, then I think he's a hold for the rest of the year. This could be the telling week though. If he has another shocker, then uh, then that's not good at all. So yeah, that's that. And then last guy is Kalen Ponga. People looking at him as a potential trade after his shocker. Just remember he comes up against dogs this week. So that's probably the biggest thing you need to take away is that he's playing the doggies and should be able to score well. Most outside backs do not play well against the Panthers, so be aware of that. Um, but, you know, the two games before that, he went 71-71. He got a 45, 36, and 56 uh, before that. Obviously, games at 5-8. But the three games at fullback, 45-71-71, would seem very silly to trade him out this week. Obviously, a good chance he plays Origin, and that might be the, the nail in the coffin if he does get hurt in that one. Um, then we may have to trade him out. But until then, he's a hold this week. 579K, he's not breaking the bank. For a guy that's going to get, you know, that has 75, 80, 100 upside, especially against the Dogs team, I think he's a clear hold and he'll want to avenge his uh, pretty poor play and missed tackles and stuff from last week. And so highly owned, if you trade him out and he goes he goes booming at 70, you're going to be very, very upset uh, in that one, that's for sure. So that's that one, guys. Obviously a little bit shorter than when I have Scoop on here. hope that... um. Yeah, you enjoyed my voice just solely for that one. And uh, we will catch you in the next few videos. Obviously, pretty uh, contained week. A bit shorter week than, than we, we had last week, for sure. Uh, we'll get out my trades tomorrow and, and all that from there. Uh, Supercoach and, and everything else as well. So, hope you enjoyed. Good luck, guys. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 